the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie Live. And welcome to the 5 o'clock hour of Bob Bernie Live. My telephone number is 877 Bob Live. 877. 877- Two six two fifty four eighty three. Uh, I want to spend just a little bit of time uh, in this hour on the um, "He Gets Us" campaign, simply because it continues to be in the news. Uh, people continue to ask me my thoughts, my feelings, my opinion, and uh, there are several news articles. Uh, that have appeared in the last 24 hours that I think um, are worthy of uh, our looking at and discussing. So we'll get to that in a moment. But as you know, I try always to defer to the phones. And uh, we've got Jim in uh, Upper Arlington uh, that wants to talk about corruption in government. Jim, now, you don't believe there is any corruption in our government, do you? Squamous sell greetings to you, Pastor Bob. (laughs) I never thought I'd sing the praises of liquid nitrogen ever in my life, but I'm right there with you. Oh, my goodness. I I should have bought stock in liquid nitrogen. I've had so many through the years. Yeah, uh, about three weeks ago, I think I had more frozen off than I've ever had. It is so wonderful I'm on the radio and not TV. I looked awful because they were all in my face. Oh, yeah. I I am empathetic, unfortunately, about that. Hey, um, I I wanted to mention something, but I'm more interested in what you think about this. Uh, First and second Kings, first and second Chronicles, the, the downward slide of Israel and its it's leaders, it's kings. You got a good king here and four bad kings there, and it's just, you know, it. and then one of those kings even said to, uh, I admit, might have been Babylon or something like that, hey, come and let me show you my stables and my, my armamentation and stuff like that. Uh, yeah. you, you'll know this better than I do. Yeah. And as I, as I see, first it was the uh, Clinton administration and then the Obama administration and now the Biden administration. I just see this parallel between the first and second Kings and first and second Chronicles and the United States of America. Mm-hmm. And I am concerned. Now I mentioned that because I'm, I'm wondering if you see the same thing. Yeah, I do. I see so many similarities and the nation of Israel had this pattern. Uh, they would be blessed by God. They would uh, have a little revival 
And they would serve God, honor God, praise God, and then because things were really good, they would decide, well, we don't really need God anymore. And as you pointed out, they would get a pagan king. If you look at the kings of Kings and Chronicles, the majority of them were wicked, evil kings. There were some good ones. There was Hezekiah. There was Josiah. And, of course, there was David. Uh, But the majority of them were really bad dudes. And they led the nation into idolatry, paganism, and then they paid the price. And that, of course, is what Second Chronicles 7.14 is all about. Uh, mm-hmm. They had just had the dedication of the temple, Solomon's temple. They had had a seven-day worship thing, like similar to what's going on down in Kentucky right now in Asbury. Yeah. And uh, God spoke to Solomon immediately after that and said, uh, I know my people. This isn't going to last. They're going to rebel against me. And I am going to be forced to bring enemies and pestilence upon them again. And when I do, here's the remedy. When my people, which are called by my name, shall humble themselves and pray and so forth. And that remedy always worked because it was God's remedy. God would pour out his judgment on them through enemies and pestilence and so forth. And then they would come to repentance and they would return and God would restore their blessings to them again. Here is where the parallel ends, Jim. Israel was God's chosen nation. Israel made, uh, or God made a promise to Abraham that it would be an everlasting, unconditional covenant. America does not have that. We do not have a promise from God that his hand would always be upon us. You know, Israel was scattered all over the earth, but God prophesied that one day they would come back. And in 1948, in response to God's prophecy, God had mercy on them and fulfilled his word and fulfilled his prophecy and brought them back, and they are a very, very prosperous nation today because of God's covenant. America does not have that, Jim. We don't. There is no assurance that the depraved state that we are in will ever change. Now, what's happening right now in Asbury and college campus, Christian colleges campuses all over the country— is encouraging. We're beginning to see revival. And I hope it continues, but there is no assurance, Jim, that it will. We are not Israel. We do not have the covenant with God that God made with Israel. And that's the big difference. Can I make one more comment? Absolutely. Can I make one more comment? Sure. In, um, I, I don't recall if it was Numbers or Exodus where... Um, the Israelites were complaining about, hey, we don't have any meat. You know, we've had manna, manna, manna. We don't have any meat. And God yeah. says, you want meat? I got your meat. <laughs> I'm going to have it. I'm going to give you so much meat, it's going to be waist high. Yeah. And it's going to turn into something awful while you're grinding your teeth on it. Okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and I'm of the opinion that God is saying to, this is just my opinion of his opinion, to America, you want death? You, 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 
you have death, you import mm. death. Death is the most important thing to you guys with all your uh, exporting of abortion and you're doing it yourself in your nation. You want death? I got your death. Mm. Oh, I'm going to give it to you big time. And that's what I'm concerned is, is coming at us. Uh, it, it, and probably uh, communist China will be the chastening instrument uh, well, uh, of America. We, we know that ultimately, ultimately, things are not going to get better. They're going to get worse. If you know anything about True. biblical prophecy, there yeah. are temporary times when things get better and revival and so forth. Uh, are we truly, genuinely going into the very end times? I think that's very, very possible, Jim. And I right. am not yeah. a pessimist. I am an optimist, but I'm a realist, and I'm a biblicist, and um, I am praying that God will spare America for a while longer, but I don't yeah. know his full calendar. And I yeah. know one thing, nobody is going to change God's calendar. When God says it's done, it's over, it's finished, and Jesus is coming back to take his bride out, nobody's going to stop that. Come, Lord Jesus. Come, Lord the Jesus. The better. Yeah. Tonight would be fine. Yeah, exactly. Thank All you, right. Pastor Thank you, Jim. God bless you. Evening. This is something that a lot of people don't understand. You know, there are Christian nationalists. There are people who really believe that America is almost equal to Israel in God's plan and protection. It's not true. God has blessed America abundantly, wonderfully. You cannot explain America without the hand of God. But we do not have the same promise that Israel did and still does. We don't. There is no promise from God that America will return to a biblical point of view, a biblical foundation. I hope it does, but there's no promise that it will. We are not Israel. We are not. Um, that is not a pessimistic view. It's a biblical view. And that is the position we must maintain. Today's news, God's Word, and your thoughts. This is Bob Bernie Live. Uh, just a few minutes on the uh, He Gets Us campaign. Uh, simply because it continues to be in the news. Uh, both sides. People love it. People hate it. People tolerate it. And everything in between. Uh, I think it's really funny that some far-left liberals are hating the He Gets Us campaign. Really? Uh I mean, the whole purpose of the He Gets Us campaign is to show Jesus in a very positive, very human, very compassionate, 
Um, the, the whole thing is he gets us. He understands us. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done, he loves you. He understands you. How can a liberal be opposed to that? Well, because it was about Jesus. AOC Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez said, this is what she tweeted. Something tells me Jesus would not spend millions of dollars on Super Bowl ads to make fascism look benign. Well, um, I don't think that that particular commercial makes fascism look benign, but it certainly doesn't make it look seriously wrong either. Uh, MSNBC host Joy Reid said, quote, I think it is fair to say Jesus Christ wouldn't spend millions of dollars on television ads promoting his image. Well, that's true. I mean, that's true. But Jesus wouldn't do a lot of things that we do because Jesus was God. He was God in the flesh, and there's a whole lot of that. You know, like the dumb, 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 dumb thing. How would Jesus vote? That was so dumb. The answer is, he wouldn't have voted. And I've gone to that a dozen times. Uh, And then there's CNN. Before any of the commercials appeared, particularly uh, in the Super Bowl, CNN brought in atheist, transgender Chrissy Stroop, and they presented her as an expert, and they had her on to denounce the He Gets Us campaign. She said, it's strategically developed by right-wing evangelicals to rope people in with inclusive-sounding messaging and get them plugged into local churches that will eventually teach them to, to be a Christian means to support right-wing politics. Isn't that interesting? So you got an atheist left-winger saying it's supported by a bunch of right-wing evangelicals, right-wing political... And people who are really on the right wing and conservatives are criticizing it heavily because it's not conservative enough. (laughs) So you got the liberals saying it's too conservative. You got conservatives saying it's not conservative enough. And then PBS on the uh, program All Things Considered. (laughs) What a misnomer that is. Uh, They had uh, Josiah Daniels of the Sojourners. He said, quote, I think it's a sort of the height of Christian hypocrisy to, on the one hand, say we really want to accept everyone. But then, on the other hand, you're taking money from people who have worked to curb access to abortion rights or they've worked to curb LGBTQ rights. Um, When I read these things... Uh, and, and as I said yesterday, and I said, I said Monday, I am not condemning the he gets us thing. I'm really not. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just not very for it either, because I don't think it's really going to accomplish a whole lot. I hope it does. But when I when I read these things. It reminds me of what I have said so many times. When you try to please everybody, 
you end up pleasing no one. Um, and I'll just I'll just add one comment before the bottom of the hour, and then I'm going to move on. The Apostle Paul lived in a time of terrible morality. Society was just absolutely corrupt. And he wrote to the church at Corinth, and he said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, here's the answer. Preach the cross. Preach the cross. He said, now, everybody's going to think that the cross is foolishness. The Jews are going to say it's foolish. The Gentiles are going to say it's foolish. But he said this, the preaching of the cross is to them that perish foolishness, but unto us which are saved, it is the power of God. Paul gave the remedy, similar to the way God gave the remedy to Solomon in 2 Corinthians chapter 7. The New Testament equivalent of that is 1 Corinthians chapter 1. When the world, when the society, when the culture around you is corrupt, when the church has become corrupt, here's the answer. Preach the cross. The experts will say it's foolish. The experts will say nobody will listen. The experts will say it's offensive. Paul said, preach the cross. We don't need a kinder, gentler Jesus. We don't. The Jesus of the Bible is the Jesus of the cross. We must preach, teach the love of God, the mercy of God, the compassion that Jesus had. But we must also present to the world Christ crucified. I personally don't see any of that in the He Gets Us campaign. None. I don't see the cross anywhere. And yet Paul said that is the crux of what we are to teach. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.